Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, And while I wouldn't say I'm excited for this week's episode, I will say that I have been thinking quite a lot about the challenges all of us are facing right now as a global community as it relates to this coronavirus outbreak. And while I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV, I do have the great pleasure of being connected to some of the world's best functional medicine doctors and uh, researchers and have reached out to a variety of folks um, and have been uh, following with a keen eye protocols for protecting ourselves, uh, protocols for building immunity, as well as what I would call sort of the mental game of how we're going to see ourselves through this great challenge. Now, many generations before us have faced uh, significant challenges, bigger challenges. Obviously, many folks uh, around the world have faced uh, large-scale challenges. And I'm looking a lot to, to those generations, you know, the 1918 uh, flu pandemic, the, you know, insights one can garner, for example, from, you know, war um, insofar as, you know, how does one prepare themselves mentally? And while I do not purport to have all the answers, I do want to share the insights I've garnered so far because I do think, in part, this kind of challenge really encourages us and allows us to step into our own leadership. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is have you reached out to the people that you love the most? You know, um, many of the folks listening to this show are quite young, uh, but those that will be most affected oftentimes are the elders. And what I think this disease is showing us is how interdependent and interconnected we are and how oriented towards uh, social uh, interaction how social we are in terms of our actual blueprints and DNA and wiring. And so one of the things, even if you are practicing, which they recommend uh, social distancing, is how can you find ways to reach out to people even amidst that self-imposed isolation? Can you call them? Can you FaceTime them? Can you make sure that people know you're thinking of them? Do you have a neighbor who is an elder that you can call and say, hey, can I pick up anything for you from the store uh, and, and leave it for them? Um, I think there's a lot of things that one can do to step up and show up as a leader. So in that spirit of leadership, I want to start by giving you the recommendations that were given to me by Dr. Gonzalez, Dr. G., uh, he's at doctor.g underscore on Instagram, has a tremendous amount of insightful uh, information. But in terms of immunity boosters, this is the protocol that he sent to me. I'm also uh, likely, I've had him on the show before and we'll have him back because uh, I think we're going to be, unfortunately, in this situation for a few weeks' time, and I want to give you the best information. But for now, he said that this is actually what he gave to his concierge clients, and I want to share it with you. So he's he recommends lipoic acid, uh, 1,200 to 800, 1,800 milligrams, spirulina, 15 grams or 100 milligrams PCB, and acyl. Uh, pardon me, acetylene, 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll connect, I'll, I'll link to this obviously in the show notes, but I'm trying to verbal it. 1200 to 18 uh, milligrams. It's N ACE TYLCY cysteine. Uh, Acetylcysteine. Selenium, 50 to 100 milligrams. Glucosamine, 3,000 milligrams or more. Zinc, 30 to 50 milligrams. I've also been ta- uh, told that zinc lozenges are really good and, and perhaps to lay down when consuming them to make sure that they sort of coat the back of the throat. Um, yeast uh, beta-glycan, 250 to 500 milligrams, and elderberry, 600 to 1,500 milligrams. Uh, so that's the protocol. Uh, this is the provisional daily dosage suggestions for nutraceuticals that might aid in control of RNA viruses, including potentially influenza and coronavirus. Again, not a cure. I'm not a doctor, but just uh, what I have been uh, sent that I, I am using to boost my immunity. I'm also taking uh, poor uh, recommendations from other functional medicine doctors that I respect up tremendous amount of vitamin D3. Uh, I am, when I can do it uh, in isolation, getting out into the sunshine still as much as possible and getting my exercise. I have stopped going to the gym and yoga just because of the social distancing. And uh, instead, I am mindfully walking six feet to the park or to the beach and getting uh, some fresh air as well as some exercise and uh, getting that D3. But I'm also supplementing with D3 as well as vitamin C. Um, Vitamin C, uh, you excrete out uh, pretty frequently, so they recommend taking it several times a day. All this is, is really to boost the antioxidants and the body's natural ability uh, to fight off, um, you know, challenges and to really put ourselves into a good way. <clears throat> now, with that said, I also want to share with you some incredible recommendations on preventing exposure. These come from Dr. Rob, who is a noted pathologist out of Florida and microbiologist and has worked with uh, coronaviruses in the past. He says basically that the current projections in the U.S., and I'll link to this um, actually in the show notes, as well as if you're interested, um, I'm going to do a a, a push with uh, comprehensive sourcing to my list. So if you go to peakmind.org and sign up for the email list, um, all all the information is free and happy to share it with anyone. Um, But ostensibly, let's get into it. So he basically shares that the, the, the... Expansion is very likely to be quite significant and that precautions are essential. And so he goes into a list of these precautions and I'll, I'll read them here. So number one is no handshaking. Uh, first, fist bump or slight elbow or elbow bump or a bow, uh, but no handshaking. It's one of the most significant ways the virus can spread. Number two, use your knuckle for light switches, elevator buttons, etc. Lift the gasoline dispenser with a, a dispenser with a paper towel or use a disposable glove. Number three, open doors with your closed fist or hip. Do not grasp the handle with your hand unless there is no other way to open the door, especially important on bathroom and commercial doors. Four, use disinfectant wipes at those stores where they are available, including wiping the handle and child seat in grocery carts. I actually bring wipes with me. 
Uh, you can also bring hand sanitizer and Kleenex or toilet paper and create your own wipe down if you so choose. Those are my own amendments. Number five, wash your hands with soap for 20 seconds and or use a greater than 60% alcohol-based hand, sanita hand sanitizer whenever you return home from any activity that involves locations where other people have been. Rub your hands vigorously. Friction is shown to be effective as soap. Uh, keep a bottle of sanitizer available at each of your home's entrances. This is number six. And in your car for use after getting gas or touching other contaminated objects when you can't immediately wash your hands. Seven, if possible, cough or sneeze into a disposable tissue and discard. Use your elbow only if you have to. The clothing on your elbow will contain an infectious virus that can be passed on for up to a week or more. So that, those are the main recommendations. And now he goes into, and I'm going to continue, the recommendations on what to stock in preparation for the pandemic spread. First is latex nitrite disposable gloves for use when going shopping, using at the gas pump or any activities outside the home. Um, <clears throat> he said, note, the virus spreads in large droplets by coughing and sneezing. This means that the air will not infect you. Uh, interesting enough, my own note, I have heard mixed reports on this, but he says, but all the surfaces uh, where these droplets land are infectious for about a week on average. Everything that is associated with infected people will co be contaminated and potentially infectious. The virus is on surfaces and you will not be infected unless your unprotected face are directly coughed or sneezed upon. This virus only has cell receptors for lung cells. It only infects your lungs. The only way for the virus to infect you is through your nose or mouth via your hands or an infected cough or sneeze onto your nose or mouth. Two, he says, stock up now with disposable surgical masks and use them to prevent you from touching your nose or mouth. We touch our nose or mouth about 90 times a day without knowing it. This is the only way that this virus can infect you. It is lung-specific. The mask will not prevent the virus from a direct sneeze from getting into your nose or mouth. It will only keep you from touching your nose and mouth. Three, stockpile uh, up on hand sanitizer, latex nitrate gloves, and the right size for your family. Hand sanitizers must be alcohol-based and greater than 60% alcohol to be effective. Four, stock up on zinc lozenges. These lozenges have been proven to be effective in blocking coronaviruses and most other viruses from multiplying in your throat and nasopharynx. Uh, Use this directed several times each day when you begin to feel any cold-like symptoms beginning. It is best to lie down and let the lozenges dissolve in the back of your throat and nasal larynx. So uh, these are the recommendations from Dr. Rob. Again, I'll link to them in the show notes, but I thought it was uh, useful to share here. I also shared, obviously, the immunity tips from Dr. G. Hopefully have him back on the show in the near future. And then I'm just going to share my own uh, thoughts on what I'm doing in hopes that it may be helpful to you. So I'm following Dr. G's protocol as well as Dr. Rob's protocol. Um, I am largely uh, self-isolating. I've canceled all my events. I'm not even going to the gym. But I think exercise and all the ways in which we boost our immunity are obviously critical. So I'm finding ways to do that in isolation, either at home using YouTube videos or going out. Uh, I'm really choosing times to go out when I know that it's going to be less people out there. And that said, I think, you know, my greatest belief is that community is health. And so while we're practicing the social distancing, it's a bit of a catch-22. 
I do think we need to stay connected to people. So I am making efforts every day to call people, to reach out, to check in on them, especially the elders. Uh, I've called my folks um, nearly every day, check in on them. And I think that it's really an opportunity for us to stand up in our leadership. Obviously, it's imperative to take the proper precautions because our actions affect not only us, but even when you are not displaying symptoms, you can infect others. And so, you know, this can have profound downstream uh, consequences. And I think it, 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 it's, it's showing us, unfortunately, in a challenging way, just how interdependent and interconnected we all are. My hope is that using this as an impetus, you know, because I think any, any challenge can be used as compost for new growth. I think the, the positive is in this self-isolation, I think we can all tap into our own creativity. It's a great time, at least for me, I'm using it as an opportunity to learn guitar and to finish the book proposal that I've been thinking about now for over a year and to take the time to you know, use the, see the opportunity in the challenge, in the obstacle. Um, that doesn't mean it makes things necessarily easier. I know a lot of people obviously have family, you know, school closures, there's tremendous financial stresses. Um, all of us are feeling those, some more acutely than others. And, you know, I, th I think it just becomes an imperative for us to reach out to others and to support them as best we can and really to show up as leaders in times of challenge. So, you know, I'd love your thoughts on what you're doing, any immunity-boosting precautions you're taking, you know, ways in which you're managing your time and energy during this period of isolation. Uh, please tag me at Michael Trainer and let me know what you are up to. Again, my intention with this podcast is always to be of service to this community. I'm so grateful for you. And while this is a more somber episode, I felt remiss uh, that if I didn't share some of the information that I've been receiving, um, it would be frankly irresponsible. So um, if you've listened this far, I'm grateful for your listening. I'm going to link up to everything in the show notes. I also have some articles that I've been sent from some very, you know, influential people that are helpful in us in, in us understanding this challenge. But the last thing I'm going to say is the biggest catch-22 of this whole pandemic is that fear is a virus in and of itself. And it also, unfortunately, compromises our immunity and, and affects our our, uh, you, know, you know, affects our brain in profound ways, and not only just our immunity, but but the way that we show up. And as you know, with this show and, and Peak Mind, I, I believe everything in our lives uh, flowers forth from our mindset. And so I really encourage you to take the precautions necessary to show up as a responsible citizen to yourself and others, but also to really check and regulate your thoughts and to make sure that you're not feeding into fear and propagating fear, but rather showing up um, first as a leader to yourself and really managing the ways in which uh, your mind, um, you know, exercises itself. So take your mind to the gym. You know, now is a more challenging time than other uh, than ever before, and for many of us. 
But I take solace in thinking about folks like, you know, I read this great book, Papillon, about a gentleman who was in a prison cell and made me think about Nelson Mandela, who was in a prison cell for 27 years. And thinking about those leaders who have been confined for such protracted periods and yet emerged as versions of themselves greater than when they came in. And for me, I'm committed to, not, not that in any way this is analogous to the struggles they faced. I don't want to in any way make light of the profound challenges um, that, that Madiba faced, for example. But to use them as inspiration for getting your mind set right and recognizing that even through and especially through challenges, we can emerge as better versions of ourselves. So thank you for listening. If I can be supportive to you in any way, if you have any thoughts, any recommendations, any questions or concerns, hit me up at Michael Trainer. Sending you so much love. Stay safe out there. And uh, with that, go out and live your inspired life.